Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Damn, that's nasty. I'm sorry. That was nasty. That's just nasty. That's just nasty. Oh, that's nasty. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you hired those Russian girls to pee on you, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, January 13th, 2017, Trumped Up, Trickle Down edition of the show, where we talk about the leaks springing all over the Piotas. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Yuri's Friendly Girls. He's not spies, promise. You lonely businessman doing legitimate business in Moscow, call in Yuri for meeting nice girl. Maybe you like kink, Yuri can help. Golden shower, scat play, diapering, is all good. No worry about FSBGRU. We promise no video evidence ever come up if you do nice things for Russia. Ask Yuri about political special. Three girls, Paul's price, all for price of two. You will like. If you're alone on cold Russian winter night, why not call Yuri or just speak in lamp next to bed? We hear you, no problem. The kind of plan that Donald has put forth would be trickle-down economics all over again. In fact, it would be the most extreme version, the biggest tax cuts for uh, the top percent of the people in this country that we've ever had. I call it trumped-up trickle-down because that's exactly what it would be. That is not how we grow the economy. We just have a different view. I planned on doing a bittersweet little show about the end of the Obama era, looking back on the past eight, oh hell, do 12 years of Barrio. The good, the bad, the birthers. But Tuesday night, a golden shaft of light sprayed out of the sky in a BuzzFeed published dossier compiled by, allegedly, by a former MI6 agent on what the Russians have on one Donald J. Trump. You know, the guy who, for some reason, we're swearing in for president a week from today. The contents of the file are... The huge problem. That is a huge problem. I think he's got a huge problem. The report, which is unverified and essentially unverifiable, says the Russian government cultivated Trump over the past several years. Much of this apparently consisted of lucrative real estate deals and other financial incentives, which Trump, for some reason, declined to take. Loving you. That's got to be a good thing, right? It goes on to clearly state how the Russian intelligence services had loads of material with which to blackmail Trump, including, and this is the utterly delightful portion of these memos, sexual perversions, one of which is described as having prostitutes do a golden shower show on a bed where Obama slept while staying in Moscow. I'm sorry, what did you just say? I said that according to one of the memos, Trump ordered up some hookers and had them piss all over each other in a bed where the Obamas slept in order to, quote, defile it, unquote. Because, you know, he just hated them that much. That's what I thought you said. I mean, this salacious but utterly irrelevant bit of gossip would be embarrassing if true, which there is no possible way to know unless the videos come out 
But I'm just going to act as though it is true. But it is not, however, criminal. What is criminal, if true, is that Trump aides coordinated with Moscow on the acquisition and disbursement of damaging information about Hillary Clinton during the campaign. The dossier names Paul Manafort, who has a long history of working with Putin associates, and Carter Page, a Trump foreign policy advisor who has apparently licked the underside of Putin's balls. This was a quid pro quo for removing interventionist language in the GOP platform. It is also a felony. A felony conviction would ruin his life. Oh, it would ruin a lot of people's lives, trust me. Needless to say, there are problems with the report on its face. It contains some typographical errors, some misspellings, some textual inaccuracies, uh, some easily verifiable items. Um, There's one point about a a Trump lawyer, Michael Cohen, which is supposed to be in Trog, meeting with the Russian agent. But Cohen is able to conclusively prove that he's never even been to Prague, although he apparently did see... uh, before sunrise one time. I I don't know why that's relevant, but apparently I thought that it was important to put in the script. These have made the Trump camp makes me very angry. (laughs) Very angry indeed. This, of course, inspired our dear leader into his usual raged-filled tweet storm where he called the story, quote, fake news, unquote. My own beast and creation, killing me dead. The sweet irony. This is just a small selection of some of the tweets. (laughs) The tweets. Russia just said, in a verified report paid for by political opponents is a complete and total fabrication. Utter nonsense. Very unfair. And this one, which is just so fucking delicious, I'm sporting a massive boner days later. Intelligence agencies should never have allowed this fake news to, quote, leak, unquote. Yes, he actually put the word leak in quotes. Into the public, one last shot at me, are we living in Nazi Germany? I mean, the man was elected on fake news and fascism, and he whines like a baby in a pissed-filled diaper about fake news and fascism. (laughs) Trump has repeatedly and consistently lied about his ties with Russia over the past year and a half. He's refused to release his tax returns, which could prove he has no ties with Russia, except you know damn well it would do the opposite. He's publicly praised Putin to the point I'm fairly sure he's felt the wet hot spray of Vlad's virile eliminations onto his weaved head. Even if every single thing in this memo is fabrication, there are still tons of questions to be answered on exactly what his relationship to Russia to Russia is. So forgive me if I'm not finding Russia said we would never do something like that entirely non-reassuring. Let's talk about the memo. It's been in circulation around D.C. for months, since it was written, essentially. Senator John McCain personally delivered a copy to FBI Director Comey last month. Both Obama and Trump were briefed on the material. The FBI attempted to get warrants from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court to tap the banks that Trump operatives were dealing with, and one was actually granted in October, according to The Guardian. The source attributed to the memo is a known and respected member of the intelligence community who would would definitely stand to lose credibility and income by outright fabricating the information. 
nor has this memo been secret in any sense of the word because it's been in the hands of the media. Apparently, everyone has read this thing from August onward. Mother Jones wrote an article containing some of this information on Halloween a week before the election. And still, the bulk of the contents were held back because there was simply no way to verify any of the contents. Proving any of it happened requires either videos of the Trump piss party to hit the web or Trump staff who colluded with the Russians to confess to treason. Oh, stop it, both of you. Stop it. So we probably shouldn't expect that anytime soon. You know, treason being what it is. During his press conference, if you can call what that was a press conference on Wednesday, Trump attacked the media and the intelligence agencies, accusing them both of colluding to delegitimize his presidency, which is both absurd and entirely redundant since he's doing that just fine on his own. After all, here's a guy that took to the stage next to a table full of binders filled with blank pieces of paper and told us he didn't need to not break the law since the law doesn't apply to him, but he was not going to break the law and just, just because he's a nice guy and then totally didn't do what he was saying by continuing to break the law. He did this by thing by bringing up a lawyer whose firm, Morgan and Lewis, was named in something so fucking bizarre it could only be true. The Russian Law Firm of the Year. Damn it! You got me shitting me! I wouldn't sit you, cause you're my favorite turd. Yes! in a press conference where he vehemently denied having any relationship with Russia, despite his own son saying we see a lot of money pouring in from Russia just a couple of years ago, and where he also denied Russian influence over him, he brings up a lawyer whose firm is the Russian law firm of the year. Do you get your pants custom tailored? No, you probably have to, with a set of balls that big. What a set they must be. Huge and shiny, I'll wager. Let's go with the flow here for a minute and relieve ourselves of any more urges to stream unsubstantiated rumors on the mattress of American media landscape and shake off the drops of dew on the lily jokes and focus on what these allegations mean. A credible member of a friendly intelligence service utilized his context to glean raw intelligence about Trump as paid opposition research, a normal thing during a political campaign. This investigator discovered serious allegations from credible sources detailing a concerted plan by the Russian government to cultivate Trump as a tool to furthering their agenda. They offered him, they offered him Trump, lucrative deals for which he, for unknown reasons, chose not to pursue. They probably compiled financial and personal information which could be used to intimidate or extort Trump, the nature of which is not verified, but this is something the Russians do and do well. Hell, it's something that everyone does, but the Russians are particularly skilled at doing this. They even have a word for it, compromat, which roughly translates to compromising material, information which is not necessarily illegal, but usefully embarrassing. 
The details of the report were considered credible enough that the president and the president-elect were briefed as part of a larger presentation by our own intelligence and investigative services who could not verify the details or at least could not publicly disclose their attempts to do so. The details of this report are in the hands of the FBI who may or may not be investigating them because you just fucking never know with the FBI anymore and links to the other campaigns and the Russians. All of this is plausible but unconfirmed. What is utterly confirmed is that the Russians hacked the DNC, the Clinton campaign, the DCCC, definitively, and it's highly probable they did so to the RNC and other Republican candidates. They did so with the explicit intent of influencing the election and harming the Clinton campaign. Donald Trump has lavishly praised Vladimir Putin on numerous occasions, has taken positions favorable to to Russian economic and foreign policy consistently. He's advocated lifting sanctions imposed on Russia following their illegal annexation of the Crimea. His choice for Secretary of State is on very good terms with Russia, and numerous members of his close advisory staff have ties to Russia or deep vested financial interest in Russian markets. On the whole, Trump's attitude towards Putin and Russia can only be described as warm as a freshly urine-soaked mattress in a Russian hotel room. Dude, 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 whoa. (laughs) TMI, bro. TMI. And yet we are supposed to believe that none of this is remotely true. I think that's highly unlikely. And it should be noted that if this was so incredibly fake, why did the ex-MI6 agent who compiled this dossier go into hiding once his name was made public? Is he afraid of Trump? (laughs) No, seriously, not yet. Is he afraid of Putin, who could have him killed and has had other people killed, including a reporter in the United Kingdom? Yeah, I think that's the more probable explanation. If the kind of allegations detailed here were made about anyone else in politics, I think we would all laugh them off. After all, only a complete fucking idiot would allow themselves to be compromised like this if they had any intention of seeking high office in the United States government. Only a total moron would embroil themselves in dubious business dealings with Russian oligarchs who are essentially government-sanctioned gangsters and then start a political campaign. One would need to be a fucking cretin to tie their financial success to agents of a foreign power hostile to the United States if they possess the merest shred of ambition towards the presidency. But look who we're talking about here. You got shit for brains, but you got balls. Even Donald Trump himself did not think he had a chance of winning this fucking thing. I think we all know this. He went into this as a stunt, a way to aggrandize his own ego, but because Americans are just fucking idiots, he kept winning. Jesus, it's like if I decided I was going to be an NFL quarterback without possessing any of the drive, talent, or ability it takes to be an NFL quarterback, and through some strange series of misadventures, suddenly found myself played in the Super Bowl. How the fuck did I get there? Well, come to find out, the owner of the opposing team in the Super Bowl helped. Trump had been sticking his dick in politics for years, but with Obama's election, he went from a noisy, gold-plated shitbag to somehow being a legitimate political voice. Thanks a lot, Fox News. Because he was a useful tool for the Republicans. 
All of the bullshit about birtherism was just the sort of nonsense they needed to pull the rug from under a president they hated. Once Trump became a player, the Russians decided it would be a good idea to get a little piece of that useful tool as well. After all, here was an American businessman with a preening ego, zero common sense, and a growing political influence. He's not a Manchurian candidate. Not even the Russians could imagine this glorious dolt attaining any kind of actual political power, but his constant bloviating could be a useful card in their back pockets. A few investors in the form of Russian banks start offering loans to Trump, who burned his bridges with every American bank, including the loan sharks for the mob. A couple of Russian buyers for his properties, who maybe pay a little bit more than he might get otherwise. We're not talking about bags of money from dudes with Muscovite accents left on his desk. We're talking about business deals, the best deals, really, with the people who are not in the Russian government, but no people who are. That's what we mean when we say cultivating. Plant some seeds in places that might pay off and see what might or might not grow. What grew in this case was a giant corpse flower that is stinking up our democracy and democracy for the entire world. Trump is essentially too stupid, too vain to ever be a spy. He is, again, a useful tool, a useful idiot, the kind that intelligence agencies Russia, ours, even the fucking whatever, the Lithuanians adore. I apologize to any Lithuanian listeners. I really don't know if you guys have a great intelligence service or not. I just pulled your name out of my ass. For fuck's sakes, Paul, fucking Manafort is is a Putin crony. Work for Putin cronies in the Ukraine. Rick Gates, who's working on the inauguration, is a Trump advisor and worked for the same company as Manafort. General Flynn, Trump's pick for the national security advisor, worked for Russia Today, the Russian English language propaganda network. Rex Tillerson, the Secretary of State, is the winner of the Order of Friendship from Moscow in 2013 and, you know, has incredible amounts of business dealings in Moscow. Wilbur Ross, the Secretary of Commerce, is a business partner with Russian oligarchs. Carter Page, who was mentioned in the damn dossier, is coordinating activities between the campaign and Putin, is in, which was in violation of all kinds of laws, if true, but it probably is. Who Trump lied about knowing, worked as an investment banker in Russia for three years, and has deep ties with Russian business. And these are just the big names, the known names of people who will be in the cabinet or the White House. But hey, Trump has Nothing to do with Russia. Did Trump hire hookers to piss on each other? Who gives a fuck? Do the Russians have videos of it if it happened? I don't care. Neither should you. What you should care about is the obvious influence the Russians, for whatever reason, have on the man who will be president. The man who has fawned over Putin for months. Even if every allegation in the dossier is somehow proven false, that does not change the fact that by his own words, Trump is promulgating policies designed to please Putin. He is surrounded by people friendly to Putin and will almost certainly act on those policy positions while in office to the benefit of Putin. Does it matter that he's the sort of man so petty, so perverse, and I mean that in a bad way, that he would engage sex workers to debase themselves in a bed once slept in by a man he loathes, not for the sexual gratification, but only because it feeds his twisted ego? That's not perverse. 
What's perverse is we possessed all of this information for months. All of the ties to Russia, all of the sloppy, wet dick-sucking of Putin has transpired right before our very eyes while the GOP and 43% of the American voting population did nothing. The FBI has had this dossier for weeks before the election, yet they torpedoed the candidate they didn't like with innuendo of wrongdoing on an investigation they'd already completed based entirely on emails they hadn't seen, had no idea what contained, and were only tangentially related to the candidate. All the while, they had plausible information that the other candidate, the one they liked, might be colluding with a hostile foreign power to tip the fucking election. Now that is perverse that all of this information will be buried in the mountains of bullshit streaming from the candidate like a golden shaft from a rushing urethra because it will allow Paul Ryan to strip health care from millions of Americans and destroy the social safety net from millions more all because he likes to jerk off to a fifth-rate author whose political philosophy is based on fuck you, I got mine. That is disgustingly perverse. That Americans hate themselves and their fellow Americans so much, they're willing to give power to a man with neither the intellect nor discretion to use it wisely, who is even, it's even thinkable, might be the kind of man who could be lured into the embrace of the Russians, who would be so stupid as to watch hookers piss on each other in a Moscow hotel room, a plot so bad it's straight from a sixth-rate Tom Clancy knockoff writer who himself is so bad he has to be advertised on the subway, all because it might stick it to the fucking blacks and Mexicans. It's a goddamn shame. And if it weren't for the fact that this narcissistic fucking sociopath will take good people down along with the assholes who voted for him as well, I would sit and giggle my own ass off while they burn. That's not only perverse, but that's pathetic. It's pathetic that this small little man elected by small little people is about to put his hand on a Bible he has never read and couldn't give it a shit about and take an oath. He will be in violation of the absolute second he takes it and he will control the most powerful nation on earth and then set about fucking it up for generations to come. It's pathetic that one party is so desperate to get their grubby little dick beaters on power, they will sell out this nation to the very people who already have all the money and the power so they can just get a little bit more of each. It's pathetic that the Russians will be slamming vodka shots like a frat girl next to a beer pong table because they finally managed to do what the Soviet Union never could beat the USA. It's pathetic that most Americans just didn't fucking care enough to show up and stop it while they had the chance because their own petty politics was more important than society as a whole or, you know, hey, her emails. Turn up your face, America. Open wide. That thick, hot stream of piss you feel in your mouth is Trump squatting and pissing on you. Whew. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is it for our show this week. We will return next week when we will finally actually be in the darkest timeline. Assuming I'm not promptly rounded up by FBI agents, we will have a new show out. 
if I'm arrested and, and being processed into a special camp for subversives and journalists, there may be some small delay. Jesus, fucking Trump will actually be president the next time we talk. There is no God of mercy, Father. If you are all interested in joining us in the special camp, please rate and review this show. We'll help other listeners and federal agents quickly track down the sort of people who need to be dealt with. I hear you can hire people in the camps to pee on you if you have half a pack of smokes. Follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast or the show name on Facebook for all the piss puns you can stand. All the shows are at the show name on SoundCloud and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, producer Gavin, who's mortified at the very thought of a golden shower, and all the other fictional piss freaks on this show, we want to say, how, how much of a pee do you wee when you buy a hooker or three? Do they wiggle and splotch when you pay just to watch how much of a freak can you be we'll see you all in hell next week when you litter and you're only three how much of a pain do you weigh when you're little and you're only three do you wiggle and watch does it jiggle and splotch do you do like a dog on the tree when you're little and you're only three one more time how much of a pee does you eat when you're little and you're only three do you twiggle and swatch does it pickle and splash do you do like a dog on a tree when you're little and you're only three Podcasts.